We're pregnant. Bro, do you even I live? can't eat another one bite. One is usually bigger than the other. It tastes awful. It won't hurt a Wait, bit. why is it leaking? Did you Whoa. hear that? What's that smell? That was not awful. there yesterday. have a second of it. It's totally my natural hair color. Am I supposed to look like that? Don't worry. That was solid. Deadly. I'm Terrell. And I'm Iris. Welcome to Health Science for the Rest of Us, a podcast where we take a super practical look at the body, its shenanigans, and the world of fascinating ways we try and keep it healthy. This definitely won't replace a trip to your doctor's office, but it may help you make heads or tails of how to live in your body better. More important than that, this podcast will help you look like a total badass at your next Facebook debate. You did it again. We can edit that later. Let's, Let's do, do this. this. At the time of this recording, we are in the dead of winter. And while that may bring to mind thoughts of community service, gifts, baking cookies, and spending time with family on purpose, you may also be reminded of filthy doorknobs, snot rags, and other people's children hacking inside the airplane with you for your entire flight to Vegas. If you haven't already guessed, we are talking about the joys of flu season. That's right. And boy, are we ever going to get into the weeds. Because catching the flu sucks. More so when it leads to things shooting out of us from both ends. But beneath the loose stool, projectile vomit and phlegm lies a whole host of surprising and bizarre tidbits that just may change the way you think about this yearly nuisance. So for this week's adventure, and in the spirit of giving, we've put together our list of five fascinating facts about influenza. But first, here is some background. The first thing we'll say is that influenza, or flu for short, is a nasty infection caused by a family of viruses that travel through the air and set up shop in our throats and noses, and sometimes in our lungs. In most cases, when the humans actually come down with a flu infection, at first, they feel just fine, but after about two days, the flu infection may cause the human to develop a fever, a dry, sometimes severe cough, a sore throat, a runny nose, a headache, chills, muscle and joint pain, extreme tiredness, and a severe sick, or unwell feeling. For some of the humans, usually the children, the flu may also result in vomiting, and diarrhea. Even if the humans don't get all of the possible flu symptoms, like a fever, the flu symptoms that do develop are likely to show up all of a sudden, like in that 1982 thriller, music video when Michael Jackson turned into a werewolf. Right. Anyway, the flu loves cold temperatures, so it conducts most of this business during the winter months. But if you're listening in the summer, don't assume that you're out of the woods just because it's hot. When the flu isn't wreaking havoc and spoiling our snowman building plans, 
It's maintaining a quiet, year-round side hustle that makes it perfectly possible for you to get the flu right in the middle of July. Don't panic. When you get the flu, your body fights back using special blood proteins called antibodies. And then the flu fights back, back, using some of its own glycoproteins. And then your body responds by updating its proteins to overpower the flu's proteins. And then the flu changes its proteins again in order to fend off your new proteins. And this goes on and on, back and forth, over and over again until one of you completely destroys the other. So, to sum things up, no matter when you get it, the flu is a total drag and it's all your body can do to destroy the flu before the flu destroys you. Say that 10 times fast. And that finally brings us to our top fascinating facts about influenza. Influenza. 5. Number 5 on our list of fascinating facts about influenza is that the infections it causes can be blamed on not one, not two, not three, but nearly 200 different flu viruses. And those are just the ones we know about. Technically, these different viruses are just different versions of the same original influenza type A virus, but the various viruses are considered to be different from one another because they each have slightly different protein arrangements in their outer shells. Two of these protein arrangements are especially important to the humans because one of them is used by flu viruses to form spikes for attaching themselves to the humans' noses and throats, and the other one may be used by flu viruses to help them spread copies of themselves around the inside of the human's body. Gross. In case you're interested, the two proteins used to make these spikes are called hemagglutinin, or H, for short, and neuraminidase, or N, for short. Since there are many versions of each of these proteins, they are also given ID numbers, such as H3 or N11 or H3 N11 or H1 or N1 or H1 N1. 4. Number 4 on our list of fascinating facts about influenza is that it's really old. By the best Public health estimates, the flu as we know it has been wreaking havoc around the world for at least the last 300 years. But it's possible that the flu actually started raising hell even earlier than that. Some historians, for example, argue that Christopher Columbus's voyage to the Americas wiped out an entire native population when it brought a flu-like illness to the Antilles people in 1493. 4. About 500 years before that, Hippocrates was said to have described flu-like symptoms in his own early writings about various diseases. After a certain point, it gets really hard to say for sure just how old the flu is, because 
all we have to go by are super old or incomplete records written by old-timey people who didn't quite understand germs or the true causes of human illness. It also doesn't help that the word influenza, which comes from a Latin word for influential, was originally used by the humans to describe all of the illnesses that they believed were influenced by the stars. Way to go, humans. Whatever. Three. Number three on our list of fascinating facts about influenza is that it migrates around the world a bit like how birds and butterflies do. Remember when we said that flu viruses are most at home in certain conditions? Well, it turns out that in order to keep the party going after things around them change, Flu viruses actually drift from place to place, making the same basic trip around the globe year after year. The reason that this has even become a thing is because, in the late 1990s, teams of scientists working with the World Health Organization began uncovering the flu virus's general travel patterns. After studying the patterns for nearly a decade, they were able to create a map of the flu virus's migration paths. According to this map, the flu virus's trips begin in East and Southeast Asia, then travels to Europe about eight months later, before making its way to North America, and then, to South America. The flu viruses mutate during all stages of this journey, so understanding these travel patterns has proven useful in the humans' attempts to predict which flu viruses to look for during any given flu season. 2. Number 2 on our list of fascinating facts about influenza is that no one needs to cough or sneeze on you in order to give you their infection. It's true that the reason coughing and sneezing are such a problem is because they allow germs to spray out of our mouths, but these germs also spray out when all we're doing is talking. Flu viruses that fly out of the human's mouths can travel through the air for up to six feet, even if it isn't windy, and even if the human who did the spraying does not actually appear to be sick, yet. This may be a good thing to remember the next time you consider stopping by a co-worker's desk or dragging them into a meeting to tell them something that you could have just told them in an email. 1. And finally, number one on our list of fascinating facts about influenza is that despite the medical and technological progress we've made since our days of blaming illnesses on the stars, People still get sick and die from the flu. To be fair, many of the people unlucky enough to get the flu this year will bounce back after feeling crappy for a few weeks while recovering with rest and fluids. But other people won't be so lucky. For those people, a flu infection can be quite serious because as it gets worse, it can still cause all sorts of other problems to pop up, like pneumonia, or ear infections, or sinus infections. Some people may even notice that the flu causes old problems like asthma or diabetes to get even worse than they were before. 
The good news is, there are some pretty simple ways to avoid the flu and to tell if you or someone you know might be one of the people who would have their asses handed to them in a face-off with the flu. If you're interested, you might like to know that the flu can happen to anyone, and any human who gets the flu can become very sick, but the flu is especially dangerous for the humans who are very young, such as children, and the humans who are older adults, such as humans who are at least 65 years old. The flu can also be especially dangerous for the humans who are pregnant, and for the humans who already have certain chronic conditions, like asthma, diabetes, obesity, heart disease, kidney disorders, liver disorders, AIDS, HIV, cancer, and blood disorders like sickle cell anemia. There are some treatments, called antiviral drugs, that the humans can receive if they come down with the flu, but public health officials warn that there probably won't be enough of these drugs to go around, in the event of a mass influenza outbreak. They also warn that some versions of the flu are, already showing resistance to these drugs, so it may be best to treat them as last resorts. If you end up needing antiviral drugs for your flu, you will need a prescription from a doctor, and the doctor will need to explain all of their side effects, which, ironically, include more extreme versions of some of the most common flu-like symptoms. The human's global health officials agree that the best way to deal with the flu is to avoid the flu altogether, by getting a flu shot, staying away from other humans who might be sick, washing your hands, keeping up with dirty dishes and surfaces, and covering your mouth when you sneeze or cough. So, there you have it. It turns out that, for a lot of reasons, influenza is just one more example of Mother Nature trying to kill us. But hopefully you enjoyed this episode anyway, especially since the release of this episode falls on our one-year podcast anniversary. Now, because we know you've been waiting, we would like to address a huge elephant in the influenza room. And that elephant is the fact that Even though the most effective way to avoid the flu is to get a flu shot, many of us happen to think that flu shots are bullshit. Whatever you think about flu shots, we think you will enjoy this surprise bonus list of five fascinating facts about flu shots. So for your listening pleasure... Please enjoy some fun tidbits about one of the ways we try to survive winter without getting the shits. Hooray! Backstory time. Flu shots probably seem old hat because people bug us about getting them every fall. But in the wider view of history, they actually haven't been around for all that long. Scientists first got busy trying to crack down on influenza in the 1920s and 30s because in 1918, a huge worldwide flu outbreak had just killed about 50 million people. Despite constant efforts, progress was slow and the first formal recorded attempt at a flu shot did not come until 1936. Eventually, 
an updated version of the shot was approved for use between 1944 and 1945. But even then, it only protected against one or two of the flu viruses. And it was only available to the military. The rest of us had to wait until the following year to try and get a flu shot. But they've continued to become more widely available in the years that followed. They've also become more effective and much easier to make. One way of doing this involves growing some active flu virus inside of a hen's egg. Once the virus grows up a bit, it can be washed in chemicals like formalin to remove those spiky proteins that we talked about earlier. Without its protein spikes, the flu virus is harmless, so the next steps are to purify it, preserve it, and then load it into a flu shot where it can expect to spend its final days being used by our bodies as target practice. Another way to make flu shots is to use detergents to split the virus open in order to spill out all its guts. This also makes the virus harmless, but it involves extra purification steps. And has been shown to cause fewer side effects. So if you've gotten a flu shot since the 1970s, this is probably the kind that you were given. Phew! Now that that's out of the way, we're ready to bring you our bonus list of five fascinating facts about flu shots. Five. Number five on our bonus list of fascinating facts about flu shots is that, like the lion's share of all vaccines, flu shots are mostly water. To begin with, flu shots always have some toothless version of flu virus inside, but after that, the bulk of the shot is water. The other ingredients in the flu shot are only there in tiny amounts, but if you must know, they are sugars like sucrose to keep the flu shot fresh, antibiotics to prevent contamination in the flu shot, salts to maintain the correct pH in the flu shots, tiny amounts of chemicals like formaldehyde left over from the process used to wash the virus, and tiny amounts of egg left over from the process used to grow the virus in the first place. You can expect that this is the case no matter where your flu shot was made. Many drug companies work throughout the year to produce flu shots for the other humans, but the World Health Organization, which is an independent, international body, sets the rules for what each shot must have inside. If hearing the ingredients in the flu shot got your motor running, you may also like to listen to our episode 29, Adventures in Biochemicals. 4. Number 4 on our bonus list of fascinating facts about flu shots is that not all flu shots are shots. 
In recent years, it has become possible for the humans to receive their flu shots in the form of a spray up the nose. But if nobody offered that to you this year, it's probably because the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention have advised health providers not to use the spray during the 2017 to 2018 flu season. Now, if this makes you sad because you're the type of person who likes to have options, it might make you feel better to know that if you have to go with the shot, your healthcare provider can choose from about eight different versions based on things like your age and any egg allergies you may have. And whether the plan is to give you the shot that protects against four kinds of flu virus instead of three. Huzzah! Three. Number three on our bonus list of fascinating facts about flu shots is that they can take up to two whole weeks to work. Once the humans are injected with a flu shot and their bodies catch wind of a possible flu virus intruder, alarm bells ring and the human's immune systems start the work of shredding the virus apart. Even though the flu virus in the flu shot is harmless, the process of destroying it takes time to complete and may even cause the humans to feel a little sick for a day or two while their immune systems finish their work. But when the dust settles, the humans' bodies add another notch to their belts and become better prepared to attack with extreme prejudice if a similar-looking flu virus tries to invade the body in the future. A big part of whether this actually works has to do with how well health officials have used tools like flu migration patterns to predict which versions of the flu to put inside the flu shot that year. If their prediction is great, then the flu shots recommended are very likely to provide protection from the year's peskiest flu viruses. If the prediction is poor though, then the flu shots won't be quite as useful. But they're still probably worth getting because a less than perfect flu shot still gives you a little extra protection from flu viruses that weren't actually in the shot and they can also help to keep you from getting quite as sick if you do wind up with the flu. Two. Number two on our bonus list of fascinating facts about flu shots is that in the grand scheme of things, they are not the mega cash cows that many of us imagine them to be. According to the most recent, independent numbers we could find, in 2013, the worldwide flu shot market generated about $3.1 billion in revenue, which was a 13.2% increase over the year before. In general, hikes in flu shot sales occur as a result of flu shot stockpiling and price raises related to increases in the number of flu virus types that a given flu shot is supposed to protect against, but even with so much money being made on flu shots, these profits are a small drop in the pharmaceutical industry bucket, and in 2013, flu shots represented only 0.3% of the industry's total $1 trillion in annual profits, which were in part driven by other, more lucrative drugs like cholesterol medications. I'm not sure if that makes me feel better or worse. Maybe try not to think about it for a while. Okay. One. And finally, number one on our bonus list of fascinating facts about flu shots 
is that the future of flu shots will involve one shot to rule them all, or rather, one flu shot that you could get once in your lifetime and then be done with forever. No more getting a new flu shot every year just to keep up with whatever changes the flu viruses have done during summer. Research teams around the world are working on new ways to help the humans' bodies develop antibodies against influenza. One team at the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases has begun studying the stocks of the flu virus's protein, spikes. They have since learned that the stocks of the protein, spikes tend to be less varied across different types of flu viruses and may turn out to be a more stable target for future flu shot production efforts. Another team at the University of Georgia in Athens is using computer programs to calculate every possible combination of flu virus proteins. The hope is that they could use the combinations to create a flu shot that would help the human's own bodies predict future versions of the flu. This may all sound science fiction-y, and to be fair, universal flu shots probably are a few more decades away. But in the meantime, we are well on our way to that kind of flu shot reality. As an example, and if you can believe it, as I speak, it's already possible to receive a flu shot containing flu virus DNA without the actual virus, because some flu viruses are being grown in bacteria cells instead of in eggs. What will the humans think of next? No spoilers. Well, I am spent. That was even more fascinating facts than usual. I agree. What do you say we wrap this up and go watch that room movie that everyone's been talking about? Deal. Okay. Well then, that's all for now. Stay tuned, everybody. Please tell the other humans to listen to the podcast so I don't have to go back to my day job. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Health Science for the rest of us. If you like what you heard, be a pal and spread the love by sharing this podcast with a friend. If you're not sure how or if your friend just needs some help, you can both get some quick tips from our fun YouTube tutorial. Just tap on the link in the show notes from this episode. To learn more about the show in general or to see some pretty hilarious health memes and videos, stop by our website at healthscienceforeveryone.com. We're also on Facebook in the group section and on Twitter under the name Health Science Podcast. That's all one word. For a limited time, Health Science for the rest of us listeners can save 20% on all NZT products at my online store by entering the promo code dark 42 tower beam sunshine strain. No, no, no. I told you we're not doing that. My apologies www.irisspecialtystoreforthingshumansbyclearhealth.com Iris! Sorry. I'm hitting the button now. Is that how my voice sounds?